Choose Health with Holistic Health Life Coach Linda LaCoax, offering you advice to choose a lifestyle that benefits your body and your mind. Insights that help you choose health. Much of what we consume today as food was completely unknown to our bodies even as early as just 100 years ago. Some experts speculate that the introduction of these new compounds can explain the increase in food intolerance and allergies. Our gut simply can't handle them. When the gut is irritated or inflamed, the tight junctions between its cells loosen up and we get increased permeability, which is also called leaky gut syndrome. Inflammation, stress, pharmaceuticals, bacterial imbalance, malnutrition, compounds in our foods such as gluten, casein, lectins, and fructose, and also food additives like preservatives, artificial flavors, pesticides, can all influence the junctions in our gut and weaken the bonds between those cells. A leaky gut isn't very selective. It might slam the door on beneficial nutrients while welcoming in dangerous bacteria. This is called bacterial translocation, or BT. It can stimulate an immune system response or inflammation, and it burdens the brain and the liver. Our gut communicates with all the cells in our body, which means that disturbances in the gut can show up as disturbances in the brain and vice versa. As a matter of fact, the brain actually kicks off digestion before the gut does. We secrete acids and digestive enzymes before even swallowing the first bite of a meal. In addition, our emotions also influence our gut health. When you're afraid, your brain and your gut know, and your digestion actually slows down. If you've ever had the experience of not being able to eat when you're feeling especially anxious, that's what that feeling is, because blood flow and enzyme production in the gut are limited during times of great stress. At rest, the gut receives over half of all organ blood flow. But during exercise, blood flow to the gut can drop to less than 20% of its resting value. Lack of blood flow to the gut during digestion can lead to increased intestinal permeability. Your gut health touches every aspect of your body. Maintaining the balance in your gut is essential to leading a happy and healthy life. Do not take this for granted. You are empowered with the ability to make decisions that help your body heal or help it break down. So what do you do with all this information? You may be thinking, well, I take a probiotic, so that should be enough to keep me healthy. Well, let's take a good look at that for a second. First of all, what is the difference between probiotics and prebiotics? A prebiotic is indigestible fibers that are found in fruits and vegetables and have the ability to selectively promote the adhesion and growth of friendly bacteria while discouraging the growth of less friendly intestinal microbes. Probiotics are microorganisms that support healthy colonies of friendly microflora in the gut. The idea that consuming probiotics can boost the ability of an already well-functioning native bacteria and promotes general health is a little dubious for a couple reasons. Manufacturers of probiotics often select special bacterial strains for their products because they know how to grow them in large numbers, and not because they're well adapted to the human gut or even known to improve health. The particular strains of Bifidobacterium and Lactobacillus that are typically found in many yogurts and pills can't even survive the highly acidic environment of the human stomach and therefore don't ever get to your gut to colonize it. So what do you take? What is actually good for you and what is a waste of your money? Well, that answer is a little bit more involved than one would think. It depends a lot on your diet, how many fermented foods you're willing to eat, whether or not you're willing to make your own yogurt, what your diet looks like on a daily basis, how much sugar you eat. There are so many different factors. That's something that can be answered on a case-by-case -case basis, and you can reach out to me via email if you like, 
at Linda, L-Y-N-D-A, at lifesupporthh.com. And that's a discussion that we can have in person. Moving on. What other functions are you feeding when you properly maintain your gut? The gut-brain connection is really no joke. It can link anxiety to stomach problems or vice versa. If you've ever had a gut-wrenching experience, certain situations that make you feel nauseous, if you've ever felt butterflies in your stomach, we use these expressions for a reason. The gastrointestinal tract is extremely sensitive to emotion. Anger, anxiety, sadness, elation, all of these feelings and others trigger symptoms in the gut. The brain has a direct effect on the stomach and the intestines. The very thought of eating causes your stomach to release all of your digestive enzymes before food even gets there. This connection goes both ways. A troubled intestine sends signals to the brain, just as a troubled brain can send signals back to the gut. Therefore, a person's stomach or intestinal distress can be caused by or the product of anxiety, stress, or depression. That's because the brain and the GI system are intimately connected. This is especially true in cases where a person experiences gastrointestinal upset with no obvious physical cause. This is why it can be difficult to try and heal a distressed gut without considering the role of stress and emotion. One of the most common examples of this that I see in my office is when I have a client that cannot get to sleep or stay to sleep or is not having restful sleep. Most of the time, what a medical doctor would look at is trying to fix the client's ability to sleep. But it's amazing how many people don't actually have a sleep problem. They have a gut problem. It's important to realize that things like overwhelming senses of tension or pressure, trouble relaxing, nervousness, quick temper, depression, poor concentration, issues with remembering things, loss of a sense of humor, and even indecisiveness have all been scientifically linked to the root cause of a poor diet or lack of nourishment. Your body is an amazing, complex, living organism that at its core has an engine made up of millions of kinds of bacteria that trigger all the functions that make up a healthy human being. If this engine is not properly taken care of, it will malfunction just as surely as if you never change the oil in your car. Modern medicine has an amazing system for testing and diagnosis to get to the root of figuring out what the cause of an issue may be. However, it is wholly unequipped to deal with tackling an issue and fixing a problem where it starts, when it starts on your plate. In recent years, it has become increasingly clear that diet plays a starring role in preventing and treating certain chronic diseases. Physicians are often on the front lines of counseling patients about how their diets and lifestyle habits can affect their health and weight. It turns out that only 29% of U.S. medical schools offer med students the recommended 25 hours of nutritional education, and that's what they base their knowledge of health and wellness on when it comes to your diet and your food. Your primary care position is a very important element in keeping your body healthy. However, the information that they have as it relates to food and nutrition and diet and what you put in your body may not necessarily be everything that you need in order to keep yourself healthy. If you need to reach out to a holistic health coach or a dietitian or someone who can help you more with food rather than medical testing, that might be a really good way to go. Now that you have all of this information, hopefully this will help you trust your gut more when it comes to your health. This has been Choose Health with Linda LaCoax. Linda is a certified holistic health coach, bend instructor, and personal trainer with Life Support Holistic Health in Cookville. She's available for your questions on Facebook and online at lifesupporthh.com.